Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. Drew Garrison, Chad Penrod in the locker room. Uh, today we're going to discuss some interesting comments by Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. Uh, some ideas on the return of the NBA. Uh, back to the Browns, the aggressiveness that they're showing on Jadevian Clowney. Um, our thoughts on an onside kick alternative uh, that is being voted on by the NFL owners tonight. Uh, and some more comments about Joe Burrow coming from Colin Coward and as well as some listener questions. So, uh, Chad, let's get this thing rolling. Let's go. Let's uh, let's start off with your Browns, man. Uh, some comments from Baker Mayfield come out here uh, that I've been hearing about today. And um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I like it. Oh, I love it too. Um, pretty much he said that, um, you know, the time for talking was up and uh, the Browns are moving in silence and – you know, they're not going to be talking, you know, like they did uh, uh, last season. Um, I think they realized that all the talk got them in some trouble. Yeah, I mean, he did all, he did a lot of talking, and that's, that's you know, that's kind of who he's been. Yeah, and kind of, you know, you always want to go out and prove it. You sure. know, it, You know, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, what, what is it, like rightfully so. Like last year on paper, they were loaded. You know, um, yeah. everyone thought that they were going to be good. Everyone expect them to be good, and they finished six and ten. Right. So I think it was more of a, a reality check as to like, well, talent, the talent be here, the talent being here doesn't matter. We really st- still have to work. You we're not just going to be better than everyone in the NFL. Like these are all professional athletes. And well, a thing that I saw about it, and like I said, he did all the commercials last year. He's taking shots at the Bengals. You know, I own a tiger twice a year, whatever, all that shit. And it was like. It was like kind of cool because I've never been a big Baker basher like some guys are. You know, I've, I thought like, okay, it's funny. He's kind of cool. He's, he's competitive. But then they lay that egg, and I'm like, all right, dude, it's time to shut up. And I also yeah. think that he's trying to prove something to his organization because what comes up after this season is whether or not they pick up his fifth-year option. And not only that, the the guys that drafted Baker number one overall are no longer yeah, in gone. the building. Um, outside of if, who, who knows how involved Jimmy Haslam was you know, with that decision. Um, yeah, but, you know, the the time for talking is up. You know, I, I, where everyone that uh, – I know Cleveland fans are sick of all the talk. You know, this team is, is offensively – dude, I, outside of the Chiefs, I don't see a better offense on paper. <laughs> They're pretty up there, man. I mean, from and now when we said this going into the draft, you know – they had everything but a left tackle, and at ten, they get possibly the best the best left tackle in the NFL. I'd also like to go back on record. You're lucky it wasn't Tristan Wirfs. He's going to be a bust. Uh, but Jedrick Wills, man, great pick. And you know, we we talked about the stats. I think he gave up one sack his career at Alabama, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, numbers was right along there. Um, they got him Conklin on the other side. Yeah, I mean, you know, Baker can't really talk, man. I mean, there are no excuses offensively. You have a top three running back from last year. And Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt. You have a top three tight end. Um, and in David Njoku. Who can be as good as a lot of guys <laughs> on his good right. days. You have possibly the best guard in the game. I mean, he's you know, there's others that would – Betonio's great. Oh, he's a monster. Um, you have a very good center, J.C. Treader. You have – now you have – 
the the best line the best lineman that was in free agency, Jack Conklin. He's your right tackle. Yeah. And you get Jedrick Wills at ten to fill out the line. You know, and then not and then not only that, you have two top ten receivers. And the top only- fifteen. You know, L Odell's a top ten. Jarvis is right around yeah, there. Um, that. And but the only thing that I would consider is is with Wills. You know, if he's your day one left tackle starter, kind of to the point we had made previously about Jonah Williams, he still hasn't played in the NFL. But there's 11 guys on offense, and there's one question mark maybe that could be great for Baker. You got to prove it. You got it all now. And and you're you're definitely right about that. There's no taking away from that. But what the Browns are going to do differently than what you're going to see a team like the Bengals do, Jonah Williams is going to have to win one-on-ones. Oh, because yeah. you're going to see a lot of four and five wide sets with Cincinnati. Yeah, you know that's just what Joe Burrow ran in college. Yeah, and they got to do you're that to get the ball out. Baker, right? What you're going to see with Baker and Jedrick Wills at left tackle, you're going to see you're going to see Austin Hooper, and you're going to see David and Joku yeah, next to him, which, which is, is going to push out the end, and you know it's just going to help help a young left tackle out Definitely. big time. But not saying that you're wrong because you're right. He's never he's never played a down, you know. But that's just going to be the difference. I mean. Stefanski ran almost fifty percent out of heavy formation last year. Yeah, I mean, so and, and I think the closest the closest percentage next to that, I think Stefanski was like forty eight point something. I think the next one was like twelve percent. Yeah, it was low. Yeah, I saw that number. And with Baker, the thing is, and that's where he, that's where Baker thrives at. Though. Yeah, play action. Yeah, and we we raved about Van Pelt. I think that was a great quarterback coach yeah. hiring. So it, it's all on the table for him. You know, I know last off season he was kind of loud. He was doing the commercials, and you were pretty into it because he had had a good yeah, rookie I mean, season. Baker he set Mayfield. the touchdown. You know, you kind of you are what you, what you get. I him. also remember midway, maybe a little bit past the season, up. you were like, "Dude, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck it's up. done." Because yeah. you know nothing was nothing was handled. Nothing yeah. was set. You weren't yeah. off to the races for a playoff no. spot. You were like, "All right, dude, shut the fuck up and play football." So, and that was the first media. Anything he'd done since the season, and it was yeah, no. This is the first thing he's done, and he said, and, and it was and to he, say. And, this and, and in that interview, he made it public. It was a twenty-minute interview. He made it be known there was a reason why he wasn't talking to anybody. You know, he pretty much said, you know, the time for talking's up. We got to go out here and work if if we want to achieve anything. Um, and you, you go back to what you said about Alex Van Pelt. Um, they Alex Van Pelt and Baker have been talking every single day, and the biggest thing is the footwork. Uh, for Baker, that Van Pelt scene, uh, where Baker kind of throw, was thrown off his back foot there a little bit, they know how big of an arm, uh, how big of an arm Baker has, and how he needs to step into his throws. Um, you know, because we we all know the reason why Baker was taken at one was the accuracy, right? You know, the playmaker ability, the accuracy. He doesn't have the huge, huge arm, so right, he's got to step he, into. He it. puts it where it needs to be. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I think that uh, this is. This is a good thing, you know. This is definitely isn't a bad thing. I, this is, he's only in year three, you know. He had to find his way. It, it takes everyone find to find their way here in the NFL, and, and it's good to see that in year three, even though it might have been a year too late, that he sees it's time to shut up and it's time to just go out and play ball. Well, I mean, and he, I, I give him some credit in the fact that he's on his fourth head coach and he's going into oh, his you third have season. To. I mean, I and, mean, and he said that in that interview too. He didn't want to use it as an excuse. And you can't, but it's gotta affect yeah, you. I mean, it does. You know, you don't see you don't see that every year. You know, he should and and you know he, they brought guys out. You know, some of the younger guys, Austin Hooper, who just who just got in and and they went over plays and they played you know pass and catch out in uh, out in Texas. Um, where, that's where Baker's hometown is. So uh, 
Yeah, you know, you know, and, I, and I'm just glad that he sees that, you know, because I'm, yeah. I'm sick of the talk. And the commercials didn't bug me. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing, you know, who we think is our franchise quarterback on the commercials. Sure. You know, but then to extend after two or three of them, you're like, yeah. Were you working all this offseason or were yeah, you shooting yeah, like, What are you doing? You came in chunkier, like, yeah. you know, like. And that's just how it is in the NFL, man. These guys work hard every day to be great, and if you're not working and keeping up with them, you're just going to fall behind. And you can talk as much shit as you want if you're winning. Nobody cares then. Even then, though, even that became a little bit too much to me. Um, well, they were never actually winning, though. Baker just uh, – it's – what he was doing in college was fine, but, like, eyeing down – like, looking back at it, eyeing down Hugh on the sidelines – um, you, you know, like that one in the moment too. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, who doesn't? But I would like to know more behind that. Like, were you just eyeing him down because word is is because he embarrassed Baker on uh, uh, on Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks when he brought them in a room and announced Baker as the backup quarterback. Yeah, that was a little fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, what the fuck, dude? You select him first overall. You're you'd have looked dumb putting him as a third stringer, and he comes in and looks. A million times better than Tyrod that yeah. that Thursday night with the Jets. I, I maybe it was that, and I think some of it. And I actually, you know, I'm working from home during all this stuff going on, so I've been watching ESPN and stuff all day. I saw it today. Baker hasn't had two seasons where he's played for the same coach since I think his freshman and sophomore year in college because he yeah. left Texas A&M, yeah. went and played for Bob Stoops, mm-hmm. and then Bob Stoops stepped away. He played for Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. He years. came in and played for you. Greg Williams stepped in, was yeah. an interim. Then he played for Freddie. So, I mean, yeah. that's, 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 that's tough, not, man. That dude's had no stability. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's tough, you know. It's not with, an excuse, but it's like, damn. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, he can't use it as an excuse. Right. You know, us as people who talk the game, that's definitely an excuse. I mean, that's nothing like somebody who's got, you know, a five- or six-year returning head coach who the system's been the same. Right. I mean, that, you. I mean, you can just think about that, and that's – so more, so much. They're so much more advanced in a playbook. And something's that's going to help him, I think. And it might sound kind of weird, but he's not going to throw the ball as much. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. better, you know, because he has. And like when he does picks. throw the ball, it's going to come off of play action that's going to suck up the linebackers and safeties. Um, you know, and he's going to be out of the pocket where he makes his best throws. Yeah, so I mean, I think it'll be good. So um, just liked hearing that from him. Um, you know. He gets a lot of a lot of hate. Some of it I think is deserved. Some of it I think is a little bit too much. But it's it's put up or shut up this year. And and sticking yeah. with the Browns, reports have come out that they have made the most lucrative offer to free agent defensive end Jadeveon Clowney, and that's a team with Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon yeah. still on the roster. Oh yeah, I know they got money. Jadeveon Clowney and Miles Garrett on the same line would be ridiculous. Holy shit. Um. And you know me, you and Austin was talking about this and yesterday and you and you asked us how we felt and we both had the same answer we said if we get Jadavion Clowney great if we don't get Jadavion Clowney oh well it's kind of like a bonus yeah um which brings me to to what you said you know they said if Jadavion Clowney wanted to be signed for money that he would have done been in Cleveland so who knows if he doesn't want to be there you made a good point about that. And my yeah, and I'm going to give everyone my point. My point on it is this. Say it's a say it's a one-year deal, okay? So say they give say they're like, "Okay, we're not going to give you 20, but we'll give you 18 and everyone else is off from 14." So say he can get 4 more million a year playing for the Browns. 
but it's a one year. Does he want to go to Cleveland where he's going to get overshadowed by Miles Garrett? Because if you don't think Miles Garrett is better than Clowney, you're crazy. Yeah, Miles Garrett's definitely better than Clowney. Is it that? Is it a long term security thing? Because I know that was one of his bigger gripes in well, Seattle. I've heard, but but then I but then I've heard the Browns have offered the long term. I've heard that they've offered both. And I I think that the idea behind that would be they signed Clowney. They got the extra money, so fuck it. Keep Vernon for a year. He's in yeah. the rotation. And I mean, they, why not? They probably move on from Vernon. Oh, yeah. They get yeah, out of that contract 15, maybe yeah, after next I mean, year. Exactly. But, or if you get Clowney and you do want to cut Vernon, it's... I think you might be right. I think that he may not want to take the backseat to Miles. Yeah, but I, but on the other hand, if that's what he's thinking, imagine all the one-on-ones he would get. Oh, yeah. It would open it up crazy. You know, And, and another thing to think about here, too, is... Jadavion, Plainy, Jadavion Clowney has played a lot of outside linebacker, not defensive end. That's true. So, you know, maybe it's a fit thing on how he would be used. But, yeah, I mean, going back to Jadavion Clowney being signed, yes, they're saying that the Browns have offered the most money by far. And if it was about the money, maybe it's not the 2021 he was looking for, but if it was about the money on this market – he had done signed with Cleveland, so I, I don't know. I you know I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I'm running out of places that I think would pay him close to what he's wanting. Yeah, at no, this stage, I mean, we're, I mean, I we're think I think I think the three teams in it, from what I've heard and read, um, the three teams in it are Cleveland, the Titans, and that. back to Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I've heard too. But it's just I don't know if Seattle's waiting on him to set his market down. But it's weird, man. Usually, a guy like that doesn't stay out there long and you know i know well, he doesn't you know, have great and, numbers and it's funny you say that yeah exactly you know so i started going back and looking at the sack numbers and they're not very impressive i mean it's single digits yeah they're really not i think a lot of the value that people see in him is that he created so much attention and and, and i think that in some of the stuff that i was looking into about him he was disrupting a lot of plays forcing bad throws pressuring the quarterback not necessarily getting the sack so they value him for causing havoc in the backfield right and to me, it's like okay, then put that guy on the other side of Miles Garrett. Yeah, no, and I and I'm I'm like I said, I'm totally for it. I'm I'm if it happens, great. If not, oh well. I mean, it's kind of an icing on the cake. Yeah, thing. I mean, you know, the more the more thing, the more what I would. I mean, Everson Everson Griffin is fine with me over there. Um, be if, cheaper. If, yeah. Um, plus, he can he stops the run, um, and that's the big thing for me. I want we can get after the quarterback. I mean, we got Miles Garrett, Larry Ogunjobi. Um, drafted some guys, you know, obviously Olivier Vernon. I mean, we can get out to the quarterback right now. That's that's not the problem. The problem is stopping the run Yeah, for me. And they've addressed that as well. So um, it'll be interesting to follow that and try to keep, um, you know, an eye on what's going on with Clowney. Does Cleveland get a little bit better, uh, a lot better on that defensive line? Yeah. I mean, just, just thinking about Garrett's there. Clowney's there, Ogan Joby's there. Andrew Billings is going to be a good run stopper for you guys. That's too. going, to, yeah. That that's going to be just the depth there. You know what yeah. I mean? You and know the third and ones. You know, big Andrew Billings is coming in. And I've said for years because I remember when the Bengals defense was at its best under Mike Zimmer a few years ago. Man, they just had fresh bodies on that defensive line, that yeah. rotation. I've always said that's important. And so. and you know, I've been saying with the Browns, you know, to really solidify that defense, they still need to go get a couple veteran linebackers. Um, it came out today that uh, Woods, our defensive coordinator is actually wanting to run a little bit more of a dime slash nickel. So he does want the two backers. And uh, from what I'm reading and seeing and hearing, um, they have a lot of uh, um, um, there with B.J. Goodson, the linebacker they got out of out of, uh, out of from Green Bay. Well, do you like that, though? Because that's what I said the Bengals were doing. You're like, man, you're not going to win with nickel. 
I, I don't. I don't either. I don't because of because I I I'd rather have three linebackers. I do, I would too. Just because your your weakness is stopping the run. Yeah. You know, so I like the more I like more bigger bodies, more linebackers. Um, a lot of teams are going to that, so they must know something that we don't. Because a yeah. lot of teams are going to that. You know, three corners is the norm. Yeah. You know, but they're going with you know three put to another, four. Put another safety put or another corner safety in, there in the box. There. Yeah. That's why the Bengals went and got Von Bell. Yeah, I mean, and if it works, great. Like I said, though, but with a team teams that can't stop the run, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan and of it. The Bengals and Browns were kind of both in yeah. that that boat last year. So, like I said, they're paid millions, though. Maybe they they know more than we do. And transitioning into that, I'm kind of getting my payback this year. The gift. That was Colin Coward shitting on the Browns and Baker Mayfield all the time where I got to sit back and laugh at it has turned into the curse of Joe Burrow being in Colin Coward's sights this year. <laughs> I mean, he he's never been down on him really as a prospect. He's never thought maybe he was a number one overall prospect, but he just I, he just thinks that it's just going to be a fucking bloodbath. This year. Yeah, he think he thinks it's going to be I wouldn't say a shit show. I think he just. From what it was saying, what he said, he came out and said he thought that uh, Joe Burrow is pretty much just going to get railed. Yeah. You know, he just said the line's not there. And, I mean, I agree with him a little bit because we've went over this. Yeah. I. He does. Baker was his picking point from the draft on, really. He just – he got a thing with Baker. I think he's got to have somebody. He's going to be like, oh, this is going to suck. So far, he hasn't, he hasn't been wrong. That's true. He's been very right. I understand what he's saying because they – they didn't really address the line. Um, they didn't address the line. Well, you get Jonah yeah, Williams back. They, I mean, they got Williams back. They 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 got some different depth and guard there. Yeah, but they kind of just replaced pieces. Yeah, I, I, apparently they think that that John Miller's not as good as the Xavier Suafalo guy. I don't know. I, I know that they're and very. We, we looked at the numbers. They're very similar. They're very similar. I know that they're they're confident in what they have, and I've been on record saying that that was scary. I just. I don't know if it's going to be I, – I, I'm not expecting him to come out and win 10 games and break touchdown records or any of that, but I don't know if it's going to be as bad as Collins making it sound like. No, I don't, I don't I don't. know if it's going to be such a bloodbath. I mean, it all comes down to Jonah Williams. I think they're going to get the ball out of his hands quick too. Yeah, but then you hear a lot of – you. they won of what he did in college, and Burrow took a lot of shots downfield. Yeah, he did, and he, and he, he did a lot of that with pocket presence and escaping pressure. Yeah, and they're um, a lot faster. They're a lot stronger in everybody the NFL, is. you know. So I, I, I mean, I could, I don't know if it's going to be quite what Coward's saying, but I think, I don't think he's going to go. He's going to go through it. He's yeah. going to go through it. You just got to hope that it doesn't go on for seasons, you know. If, well, that's even, the thing. even if he's right, um, you, you don't want to. You don't want to kill Burrow. You don't want to, and I always say this: you don't want to Tim Couch Joe Burrow. Yeah, and. Uh, looking at the numbers, the, the the blocking got a lot better toward the end of the year. A lot of that was when Cordy Glenn came back, who's obviously no longer there. Um, but they started running the ball more, too. I think that was a big knock that I had on Taylor last year. I don't think he tried to get Joe Mixon going until later in the right. season. I don't I, – I don't, he's he's a, the Sean McVay tree – he's the – and you know, he, he likes to bring the tight ends every now and then, too. I don't know how much they'll do that now. Um, but I, I felt like he he didn't didn't run the ball enough, didn't dedicate enough to it. So this year, I would hope, you know, that Mixon shows up. First of all, uh, we can even touch on that if you want. But if Mixon shows up, okay, you're if you're confident in your line, you're the O line coach or the head coach or the OC. 
I got to take your word for it. There's nothing I can do. But you, they've got to dedicate to running the ball more, especially now that you have a rookie quarterback that you don't want to get killed. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree that they do. Um, what scares me for the Bengals is is how much are they taking from LSU and putting it in their playbook? Because like we you just be said, careful. like we said, Burrow wasn't under center. I don't know. Was he at all at LSU? Was he oh, a little? Hardly. Yeah, I mean, hardly, hardly at all. You know, so how many, you know, is he going to run draws out of shotgun? You know, which I, I can't imagine it being all that. I would imagine he's going to get under center. You've got to. You're yeah. in the AFC North. You've yeah, got to get yeah, under I mean, center. You've got to run. You're not, you can't, you, you're not going to win in the in the AFC North going four and five wide every, you're just not. No, no. It's not going to happen. you got to get under center and yeah. run the fucking ball. Yeah, and you know, you do. they got a good running back in Joe Mixon. Like you said, if he's going to be there, I imagine he's going to be there. Well, if he holds out in this new CBA, that's something to touch on that. If he holds out. A day of training camp, he automatically loses a year towards his free agency credit. Mm. So he's going to be there. It's yeah. just whether or not they they get the deal done. But he's he's the catalyst, man. I expect. I would like to know the numbers on that deal. I would like to know where yeah. he's aiming because um, I sent you a list. Yeah, yeah, that was a good good list. And, and it had lists down. of you know highest paid running backs down to the bottom, and Mixon wasn't even on there because how much he's yeah how, Chubb's how making much more than he's that. not making. Yeah, Chubb's only at one point two. And that's right. at the very it. bottom of the list, and like we just said, uh, Nick Chubb was a top three running back last year. Yeah, Mixon's at one point two this year also. Yeah. So, and then also on that list, just to hit on it for a minute, we seen Giovanni was the fifteenth highest paid. Yeah, like four point running 6, back. 4.9. It's a, and then you're like, man, that's not a lot of money, but at the same time, you're like, man, that's almost overpaid for what he does. It is. Yeah. You I, know. So, and not to shit on Gio. Gio's been great for the Bengals. It's just you know. I I always said I always said I would I would draft a running back every four years when they were ready to get paid I'd be like, oh, all right go get paid somewhere else unless I found a, a, a top five stud yeah there's there's that handful of guys that we've yeah. said on the show before that you pay but mixing I'm looking somewhere like six to seven million a year and seven's probably a little on yeah, the high I mean, side yeah to I would, me I wouldn't go more than six um but I think he's, that, he's not he's not getting Le'Veon Bell if. The Jets, I can tell the Jets regret that already. Joe Mixon is more capable than Le'Veon Bell. I'm saying it. Mm. Whatever. He just hasn't had whatever. A lot I wouldn't, of the I, I wouldn't that give Bell either had. one of them the money. Um, but I wouldn't give him Le'Veon yeah. Bell money. Yeah, just, I mean, just because of how the league is. It's hard for me. Going. I, I'm so stubborn on paying the running backs. Like, if you were to really ask me, like, all right, pay. Like, who are you going to pay? I'm I'm almost only at two. Yeah, because you almost McCaffrey. Pick Chubb. Yeah, and, and you and, love Chubb, and, and, and I love Chubb. I just bought a Chubb jersey. My Burrow jersey's here, by the I, way. I'm a Browns fan, obviously, but I, I don't know if I'm paying anyone outside of McCaffrey and and Derrick Henry. The running back spot is just too easy. Teams replace them all the time. I mean, it's not a quarterback. You got to play these quarterbacks. And I did see a tweet that uh, from from an insider that Mahomes. They're in negotiations. Oh, so I wonder when the hell that number started. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, back to these running backs. Yeah, dude. I just when you when you say seven million for Mixon, it, I'm kind of like that's my absolute top yeah, dollar. I, I'm I don't know. I'm just kind of like I don't know, man. And and even then, I think it should be structured correctly to yeah. where you can get out of it. Yeah. And because, I'm not shitting on Mixon by any means. Mixon's no. the top ten running back. You know, no, I, he he was only a second round talent because of his issue in college. I, I love Joe Mixon. I'm a big, big Joe Mixon fan. I think he was a big part of what kind of kept the team together and they didn't quit last year. 
Um, I want to see him stick around, but I want to see him stick around for the right price. And I think he's going to be even more valuable this year, though, because what do rookies do a lot? They like to check, check down, down. Yeah. and he's he's he can take a screen to the house. He he's he's very effective in the passing game. The, the, so you know, and I I don't know if I've hit on this in here yet, but the one thing that does, like you said, with the checkdowns with Burrow coming in as a rookie, is the tight end spot for the Bengals. You know, that's that's something. You know, I, and I think I have said it in here. You know, why not go get a, an an old vet like Delaney Walker, or yeah. you know somebody who can block but also catch passes. Yeah, I mean. The the sample pick that we've shit on a thousand times, he's a blocking tight end. You right. hope he makes the jump. I mean, he hardly played last year before he got hurt. And Uzama, he has shown flashes of being a pretty damn good receiving tight end, can stretch the field, can work the seams. He's shown flashes, but he's never done it consistently. He's, right. I mean, he's on a second yeah. contract, and he, he wasn't beaten out. You know Tyler Croft, right. who we haven't heard from since he left for Buffalo. Right. Yeah. So I, I like Uzama. I think he's a good dude, also. But I mean, being a good dude doesn't help you on the field. I think they could have addressed that more in the draft or free agency, like an old established vet. Maybe Delaney Walker didn't want to come to a two and fourteen team in a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing the name but out. And I'm sure there's. I'm they sure they could there have are, done yeah, something. Yeah, more. and there's still tight ends out there. Yeah, I you just know, to make a move. I. I I, like I said, Uzama, he's shown flashes where he's got games games where it's like, okay, he was just as good as Eifert when healthy yeah. it looked like, but he's yeah. never put it together consistently. So with that, I, I hope that, you know, that either pays off. But at this point, you know, we're going into June. A lot of teams are where they're going to be, and now yeah. it's just like, well, I have to fucking hope the coaches are right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, that's all you can do but, now. I mean, just give us some sports. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch well, it. And, and a transition for that to the next subject I wanted to bring but up. Real quick before you transition there, so – so with the the whole coward on Burrow thing here, so welcome to my world. First of all, <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know, so and you you're you hear you're going to hear about this on Facebook and Twitter. It'll be nonstop. Oh you know, yeah, it'll oh be yeah, nonstop. And you'll learn to hate Colin Coward. Every time the Browns had a fucking bad game on Sunday, oh, yeah. I I looked for Coward's yeah. video on Monday. Around well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, Colin Coward said that Baker Mayfield will be a playoff quarterback this yeah, year. Yeah, he, and that's the thing with him. He was. He, he likes to get out of it before he before he yeah, when he sees he the turnaround wrong. coming. He's, good he's at but that. what he sees is the St- Stefanski. He he right. I I really believe in Stefanski, and I think that's I think see I think the Bengals are talented, but I think that's where the that's where is Zach Taylor going to be the guy? I mean, that's going to be the story to me. Well, now because it, 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 you don't get a start. pass, you don't get a two and fourteen pass anymore. Well, after this year, yeah, it's got to start now. Okay, last year you, you you got hired late after the Super Bowl, didn't get a you know. Blah, 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 the shit we've talked about. You were evaluating the roster to see who could be there for what you were trying to do going forward. You get rid of the guys that aren't. You keep the guys that are. Cool, whatever. But this year, yeah, it's regular. I mean, not regular offseason, I guess, with everything going on. But they've got all the contact that they can have. They can do virtual installs, yeah. get out, get workouts out to them. And, and it looks like we're probably going to have them back together as a team here yeah. re- relatively soon. And it's – you're going to miss some OTA time, but you're right. going to have a full training camp, it looks and like. And I'm sure they're all working separately. Yeah, you're going to have yeah, a full training all together camp. together somewhere. Yeah, you're, you're going to ha- it looks like you're going to have a full training camp, and that's where most of the work gets done anyway. So, yeah, this is the year where it's got to show three, you know, well, not, not even that. It's, it's got to show four or five games of improvement, I would think. Yeah, see, and so, and I'm going to, be- and, and I made the, and I think, I what did I say? I said I think the Bengals could go as high as nine and seven. Yeah. After kind of settling down, you know, the Burrow hype and all that. I'm not I'm not that I'm backing off of it too much, but I think as of right now, I think I could see the Bengals anywhere from 6 and 10 to 8 and 8. I I'm taking a game off there. 
Um, yeah. Just you know, just because the AFC North, <clears throat> I I still feel like they're at least a year away from really competing for a, a big playoff spot, and that all relies that 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 could change. Joe Joe Burrow could come in and light it up. And I'm not saying that in nine and sevens. I say anywhere from six and ten to eight and eight is where I see the Bengals. And and that's fair. I think I can't really remember off the top of my head, but when that first came out, I said probably in the seven to nine range. Also, yeah, I could see it. I can see um, it. And you know, and get me to eight and eight. I'm pretty happy coming off two and fourteen. Yeah, I gotta then, be. Then you load up, load up some more power for the following season. Or I don't know. The talent's there. We know that. Yeah, and it, and this is you know last year was kind of I don't know. It's it was like a to me, look at it as a Bengals fan, it's like it was a throwaway. It's like, did that make Mike Brown spend money? You know, that got us away from Andy because yeah. for years it's like the Bengals should get a quarterback, but they're picking 12th, 13th. Right. It's like yeah. they're all gone. So now it's like, okay, we, that year sucked. We were the laughing stock of the league and the punching bag of the league, but we got the new quarterback. We got him cheap for five years. We got the new coach who I was ready for Marvin to go. Mike Brown spent some money. So it's like, okay, all this shit's coming together. Now it's time to it's time to – Make me believe that there's, you know, I'm. This isn't our Super Bowl year. I know right. that, but make me believe that we're working toward that now. Yeah. We got everything that you guys think you need, so let's go. Yeah. And that's that's the way it's got to be. You gotta gotta build slowly. And another thing, uh, NFL related, um, this rule is expected to pass today. I haven't gotten alert or anything that it has, um, but there is a new rule on the table being voted on tonight. And um, for at least from what I was seeing on ESPN today, they expect it to pass. It is. Giving you an option in lieu of the onside kick to go for it on a fourth and 15 from your own 25 if you want to retain possession. And it's an untimed down. So if you're down a touchdown and there's 10 seconds left on the clock, you can go for a fourth and 15, get that 15 yards untimed. And then, so let's say you get the 15, you're at the 40 now. You've got. Um, I think, yeah, you'd have 10 seconds to go score your touchdown, tie the game. And to the rule is it can only be used twice a game. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if that's twice per team or twice in total because I guess in that case would it be one, but I think it's twice per team. Yeah. You can go for it on a fourth and 15, and um, it's only in um, – like game end situations or trailing situations. Okay, I'm, pre- yes. I'm pretty uh, okay. sure. Okay, Cause I, well, I hope so, because I was just a. This is I've heard about this, but the as far as the the extent of it from what you just said, because I, the first thing that came to mind when you said fourth and fifteen from the twenty five was the fucking Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, if I if I'm Andy Reid, I'm going for it every fucking time. Well, uh, you mean I can get the ball back twice? If I was the Chiefs, I would fucking score. Go for fourth and fifteen and get it. Go score again and then go for fourth and fourth <laughs> and fifteen, dude. That's that's like a fucking walk in the park for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I, I I know for sure that you can only use it twice a game. Um, See, I would rather I would rather it be inside of I don't say two or three four minutes in the second and fourth quarters. I don't like if the Chiefs, and I'm using the Chiefs because I I could totally see that happening. They score and then they can go fourth fourth and fifteen from their twenty five. It's almost like cheating with the Chiefs. Not to uh, to to cut this part short, but I am seeing from CBS Sports the proposed change to the onside kick rule was not approved. Oh, okay. So the owners I- voted to make permanent 
the expansion of the automatic replay review system to include touchdowns and or turnovers negated by penalty. So they say, okay, we recovered a fumble, but there was a penalty. They're going to review it to make sure it was really a penalty. Um, so they, the, the, the new rules and bylaws do not have the new um, onside kick rules. So I guess we don't really need to talk about it too much. No. Uh, I mean, we could. I mean, we could still talk about it because who's to say it isn't going to pass? But it's on the table. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't pass this time, but it could. Yeah, pass yeah it could still be on year. there. I mean, I I say stick with the onside kick because, like I said, and I'm just I'm keep going back to the Chiefs. Yeah, it it would be easier for them to get a fourth and fifteen than get the onside kick. I think you're right, and they would probably get it. I bet they'd get it three out of four times. I think they're doing it, or it was proposed at least to to make kind of a excitement thing for it, you know, kind of make it more exciting. But I mean, I like it. You, you don't often get the onside Or like kick. I said, inside inside of the inside of the 3 minute mark, 4 minute mark, second fourth quarter, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But don't fucking do it, let them do it. Yeah, you excessively. Know, like, yeah, you like know, you, you score and do it again, you score and do it. I mean, that that would make the game stupid. Yeah, that 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 would be like our flag or, or yeah i mean yeah i mean you'd have to like all right well if they don't get it you get the ball at the 25 well that's what i want to know i never saw anything on that so let's say there's two minutes left i'm down a touchdown andy reed's got huge balls and says i'm gonna go for it right here and try to go win this game you know because maybe he's only got one timeout left so, right you know i need that untimed down to get me down the field i'm right. gonna go and then he doesn't, but there's two minutes left on the clock. Yeah, there's got to be a severe then, consequence such as yeah. getting it at the 25. Well, to me. So you think the other team should get the ball right there Fuck at the 25? Yeah. I Fuck think yeah. so, too. If you're going to – like I said – You're I mean, risking the whole game yeah, on that play. Yeah, you're, you're risking – yeah, exactly. So you're, unless, yeah, your consequence uh, for Unless that you risk. just have that big explosive offense like they have to where you're like, fuck it, they can score, and we're just going to just keep pulling under the ball and just go for it as many times as we can. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying – so. I don't know, let's say a minute 59 left. Two-minute warning's gone. Andy Reid's got one timeout. He's down a touchdown. Okay, I'm going to go for it. Cool. He doesn't get it. If the, if the you know, let's say you throw a pass, the guy catches it, and he gets tackled at the 35, the other team should get the ball at the 35, just yeah. like any other fourth down. Yeah, no, I agree. Because you risk the whole game on that. Now, yeah. if they go score another touchdown and you're out of it, yeah. okay, get the ball back regular, score one I, more time, then try it again. But, yeah, that's – it's like gambling. There's yeah. got it. There's a risk. But yeah. See, you know. to me, when this passes or if this doesn't pass, we should get all details of exactly what's yeah. going into this. Yeah. There should be you a know, detailed yeah, breakdown. Yeah. Because, like I said, if you can just keep going for it excessively, if I'm the Chiefs, I'll probably win every damn game. And they need to write that correctly because coaches like Belichick and Sean yep. Payton are very good at finding loopholes and oh, yeah. exposing oh, yeah. things. So, the, just to go over the rule changes that I guess did get approved. Um, looks like Philadelphia suggested to make permanent expansive automatic replay reviews. So the touchdown or the, the turnover, um, and, um, they're able to review the penalties. Uh, the competition committee expanded defensive player protection to a kickoff or punt returner who is in possession of the ball, who has not had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact of an opponent. What the fuck? Yeah, that's weird. Hasn't had time. So the new rule is I punt the ball and I got to give him a chance to juke me first. <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine that this, the kickoff will be the same. Or you're saying that for the punt. It's 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 kickoff or punt returner who is in the possession of the ball but has not had the time to avoid or ward off the impending contact of an opponent. 
So I don't know. Maybe I'm you, supposed to be able to hit you as soon as you touch the ball. I shouldn't have to give you. Yeah. Uh, what, am I fucking social distancing? Am I giving you a little bubble? What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that means maybe instead of being right up on them, like when they catch. Well, them, there's already what a two or three yard halo. You yeah, got to give yeah, maybe, them a chance maybe to catch it. Maybe they make it like a I don't know three to five yard. I don't. I mean that's what that's what I'm guessing. I don't know. Well, I I think you have to give them. The, I think they call it the halo. You have to give them that to. To, to catch the ball, but in my experience, as soon as they've touched the ball, you were able to hit them. But now they've got to avoid or ward off the impending contact of an opponent? Just take the fucking punt away, dude. You and I both, co- both coach Pee Wee football. What did we do before we were old enough to punt? You, you you walk the ball off 25 yards and that's where they get it? Just right. do that. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see, I want, I would like for them to go more in detail about it, what exactly that is. And another rule that has gone in, um, the com- competition committee has uh, put in a rule that prevents teams from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead ball fouls while the clock is running. That comes to mind because John Harbaugh did that against yep. the Bengals. Yep. There was It was like a six-point game. They punted, and he had like everybody hold or some yep. shit yep. to get the runoff. So I guess you can't do that now. Um, so, Which uh, is a good thing. That's a good thing. And it looks like um, a summary here also says that the league office increased the number of players that may, may be designated to for return from two to three. I so, like that. Uh, it incorporates interpretations applicable to bye weeks during the regular season and not and po- and postseason. So I like it. So now you can have three IR designated to return guys. I I, I like that too. I think that yeah, well you can bring back bring back your guys. I mean everybody yeah, I wants mean, to be healthy. I, I feel like if you get two guys that get hurt and they're nine week injuries. And you've got time in the season. Why are you? You got to keep like like last year. They had to keep AJ Green on the roster, right? Because you know they didn't know if he was going to play or not. But now it's like okay, so I lost this guy. But if I want to find somebody to replace him, bring in a free agent receiver, right? I got to cut somebody. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, I like that rule. Yeah, so I do too. Those those are the, uh, the the rule changes that I saw that that came. And, and kind of the play. last thing here on the NFL, um, there was a a memo sent out or whatever that majority of these NFL teams thinks come September, these stands are going to be packed hundred yeah. percent capacity um, as far as the pros go. And if that's the case, man, the Bengals got a four o'clock. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come to your house early for week <laughs> one. Like I always do. I'm going to watch the first half of the Browns game. I'm going to hit the road. And I'm going to go to Cincinnati. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to do well, that. So I think now from, from the information that we've gathered over the last few weeks, we are getting football. Yeah, I think oh, we're yeah. getting college football. Oh, yeah. And I think we're getting Co- pro football. College football worries me as far as the fans, but we are going to get football. And I I personally I would prefer the stands there and to be able to go to games. I don't know if you guys saw my fucking new Bengals van, but I'm gonna be driving that shit to Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> um but if the option is no fans and play or don't play at all, give me no fans and play every day of the week. But yeah. I personally think that the NFL, you're gonna have fans in the, the stands. The NFL thinks they are going to as well. Uh, from the start, like from the start from of the season. From the start, from the start, they think there's going to be fans. Well, that's good because the Bengals hardly ever get home openers, and I hate to leave our week one party early, but a home opener in Cincinnati with a brand new quarterback, I might have to check that one out. Yeah. So um, back to kind of you know us getting our sports back. Um, the NBA is coming back. Definitely. I think. Yeah. Um, in Orlando, um, I think they're thinking mid to late July. So they're gonna yeah, I've seen mid to late July as well. We're calling players and maybe try to get them back in in shape. But uh, what I wanted to hit on is there's a lot of different options on how this is going to play out. Yeah, because I heard that it's they might jump right in the playoffs. I, 
you can't jump right into the playoffs. You got to give them like exhibition uh, a games. A few, um, because I, half a dozen. I did six. hear there's teams such as the Warriors who were tanking, who just would rather just stay not home. stay home, yeah. not not just not worry about it, wait till the following season and get the high draft pick. Yeah, they've got to give them. They can't just bring them in, give them time to work out, and be like, all right, your first game is first round of the playoffs. Yeah, um, I would say a couple, like a couple preseason I think games six. or something. I, yeah. think, I think each team needs six games yeah, to run. Yeah, I'm back. cool with that. Four to six, something like that. And the the ideas that, that are being tossed around are play-in games for seeds uh, seven through ten, so teams that are kind of on the bubble. Yeah. I don't know if that's a three, five, seven-game series. I would imagine it would probably be three. Yeah. Um, maybe five. And another option is a 16-team playoff as normal, but they're seeded out overall. Right, and conferences and not, not, are not by conferences, and that's what I like. I so, and looking at that option, I saw this and I saved it so I could talk about it here. Um, the way that if if they seeded the playoffs one through sixteen, conferences don't matter. Uh, this these are the matchups you'd see: the number one seed Bucks would take on the sixteen seed Magic. Uh, the number two seed Lakers would take on the 15 seed Nets. Ooh, Katie and Kyrie come back. They're not playing. Dude. <laughs> you uh, shit that you'd hate it. Oh, that would suck. We'd probably lose. Uh, the th- I don't know. They've been off for a while, but it'd be good. Um, the three seed Raptors take on the 14 seed Grizzlies. The four seeded Clippers play the Mavericks, dude. That would be fun Ooh, if yeah. Luca can play though, because they're saying players that have left America can't yeah. come back. I right. don't know. I thought I'd heard they, he left. I, I bet they'd get him back. They'd get him back. I don't know if he has. I thought I'd heard he left. Uh, the five-seed Celtics would play the Sixers. I think that would also be a pretty fun series. Yeah. Uh, that's a normal Eastern Conference playoff matchup. The six-seed six Nuggets would play the Pacers. Seven-seed Jazz would play the Rockets. Eight-seed Heat would play the Thunder. Um, and uh, I think that would actually uh, wrap that up. Am yeah. I missing anybody? I would. 16 yeah, teams. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, so um, that's how they would look. I can't decide if I like that or not. I like it. I like it. Just – I almost think that's just how it should be anyway. There have been talks before, you know, all the shutdown stuff yeah. happened that they were thinking yeah. about maybe doing that just because for years the West has been so loaded and the East has been kind of like, eh, you know. Right. They had LeBron, but, like, nobody was really getting in LeBron's way except for the Celtics there a little bit. Yeah. Don't you think, though, like, say you got four to six the play the, the preseason games, right? Right. Wouldn't you, if you were, and I know you said no on this, Kevin Durant or Kyrie, you come and you can jump right back into the playoffs and that's all you play is when it matters? KD already rushed himself back once and look what happened. Yeah, but I, that's that's tempting. That's tempting. Oh, it's definitely tempting. I, 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 think, I think Brooklyn knew that this was just we're going to pay KD for next year this year. We're going to get yeah. him, no, rehab him. Kyrie, I think he shut it down because he knew they weren't really going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, But what if they're both healthy? Because I heard KD was playing 5-on-5. Five five. I heard KD was KD. Yeah. Um, Kyrie, I don't know as much about. He's fucking weird. I would, I would imagine um, Kyrie's fine. His injury that he shut down for really wasn't all that bad, yeah. but he's got a history I mean, They've had that. a lot of time to just sit and get healthy. I mean – that, but when you get into to the asterisk, you know, they're like, okay, does this championship have an asterisk? Does it not really count as much? I would typically say no, but there it's like, Brooklyn, you fucking sucked all year, and now, like, yeah. they he hasn't well, played all that, season. That's true, but they are one of the top 16 teams. 
Yeah, but and that's another thing I don't like about the playoffs. They're like below five hundred and have a playoff spot. Yeah, like, but, I, I but, don't like that. Well, but it is the entire sixteen teams make it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the right numbers. I mean, you know, that would be a, don't get me wrong. That'd be a fun series. AD, LeBron, yeah, and Kyrie and KD. Kyrie and KD. And yeah. Spencer did what he came on. He was nice. Yeah. Uh, Me that, and you had talked about this, and and I think and I we agreed. I believe we said that uh, um, the Clippers was the team that this helped the most. If because if they go and every team goes to Orlando and plays not in, plays in front of fans or anything like that, we knew when the Clippers played the. Lakers, whether the Clippers had the one seed, whether the Lakers had the one seed, it was going to be seven, if it went seven games, seven away games for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. Because it, we know the Lakers were going to – it was going to be all Lakers fans. Yeah, they, they can change the floor and make it, it say Clippers and hide our banners with their, their uh, yeah, pictures. Yeah, and, That and, was going to be all Laker fans. And and home court advantage is real. Oh, it's very and, and real. It's real in every sport. It's very real. Uh, especially, well, college and, 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 the, and the pros. But I just think – that's who that helps the most. I mean, because there's no fans screaming, you know, and booing you, and because it was going to get hectic, hectic in L.A. when it when it came to oh, that. that. And I couldn't fucking wait because it was going to be a quick series because there's going to be no travel. Yeah. Um. And yeah, man. I mean, and that's the thing that the Clippers don't care. They they've never gave, given a shit about the regular season. Right. Laker Laker tickets all year long were expensive as shit in L.A. You right. could get a Clippers ticket for like forty fifty bucks. Like yeah. that's how like looking at the prices. I it's it's hard for I mean that that is a big benefit, but and maybe I'm biased because I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm thinking like LeBron's had time to be healthy and rested. Oh AD's yeah, D's had time. Well, they for all his have. Nixon, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, everybody the, has. Absolutely. But, no. As but far on the as, same hand, Kawhi has too. Yeah, it was Paul George who was battling a little bit of injuries there, and Paul George fucking sucks. Oh come on, you wanted Paul George so bad you couldn't stand. Paul yeah. George does not suck. He sucked this year. Oh come on, he's a he's a top 10, 15 player easily. Yeah, you're probably right. Fuck him. <laughs> if that motherfucker wouldn't agree to the trade, we would have got Kawhi. God damn it. You know. I I just think, like I said, I think it benefited them, uh, would benefit them a little bit more just because they wouldn't have to deal with the Laker fans. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure, because, yeah, that would've, it would have been, been up to seven home Laker games. Um, going back to the, the, the setup, though, the, the play-in tournament was, was intriguing to me because you've got, like, a, a New Orleans that was still in it. Yeah. Uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies were still and, in and, it. And, and like you said, too, man, the, the – Pelicans are young. Yeah, exactly. So fun to watch. Oh yeah, they come in and put you know still have that juice. You know, there's yeah. no rust where you know the older guys might have to kick off the rust a little bit. Those guys be ready to go. Yeah, but they're and with the older guys though. There's also LeBron's like been through damn near it all. You know, there's also those teams and, and there's a lot of old vets on the Clippers where it's like, man, we've been through all kinds of shit. We got this. We can keep the team straight. We can keep you right know, everybody focused. Uh, no, but, no, no. The health, the health, like resting up, was, did nothing but good things. Would be nothing for good things for LeBron. Absolutely. Yeah. And we know that. You know, last year, I was very, very frustrated with LeBron all season. I would tell you, I'd tweet about it, all that shit. I think he was doing what we've seen LeBron do a lot. He was saving himself for the playoffs. Then he got hurt. Lonzo got hurt. Things mm-hmm. went bad. They knew they weren't making it, so it was over. This year, he's been, you know. Pretty much all in. He's leading the league yeah. in assists. He's mm-hmm. playing defense aggressively. So I was wondering when he got to the playoffs, was he going to be gassed? 
Yeah. Because he's been giving more regular season effort than I've seen him give in a long time. But it's like, okay, now he's had that reset, so let's go. Um, but I, I can't decide. I, I like the, the seeding the teams thing because I think that gives you the best chance to get the two best teams at the end. Because the oh, two it best absolutely teams, does. I feel like the two best teams in the league are often in the Western Conference. I, I, about, I almost right there said I think they are right now, but then I remember the Bucks. The Bucks in the East, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that, that's the top three. It's the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks, and whatever order you want to put them in. Yeah, but you know what, though? That would mean there's a more likely chance that well, the Lakers and Clippers would have had to play in the Western Conference anyway because the Bucks were the one seed right now. Yeah. So the Bucks and the Lakers would end up playing if every top seed won. Yeah, yeah, they so, would, yeah. It, it's not really any difference. They were never going to meet in the finals. They right. they wouldn't meet in the finals in this situation. Right. And well, I'm just saying if the Lakers somehow can get the one seed or got the one seed, they might be able they might be able to avoid one or the other. You know, because the two would play three, so the Bucks play the Clippers. Yeah. And then the Lakers get the winner. So that I mean well, that would be a nice advantage to have. The three seed is let me look at this again. Uh, just just Did you I thought you look. said Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, right? No, the Clippers are the four seed. Okay. The three seed is the Raptors. Oh, okay. I don't think they'd be a problem for the Bucks or the Lakers in seven. No, games. no. So then Yeah, so now that you as of right now you would get Bucks. If the Raptors won. Yeah, if the Raptors If the won. Raptors lost, then you would get Lakers-Clippers. But if the Raptors kept winning, you would get Lakers-Raptors because you'd get Raptors. two versus three, one, one versus four. And I don't I, I don't think the Lakers have much issue in that series. I, I know no, that the, no, the no, Raptors no, no. played pretty good the throughout just, the year. They, the Raptors are just a good, a, a good team. In the East. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just a good team. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to be mad at anything because if the NBA comes back and they're playing in a fucking parking lot, and there's cameras and no fans. I'm watching. Oh, I'm, I'm watching it. Yeah, like, I'm gonna watch. Get, I'm ready for just sports to be I'm, back, man. I'm gonna watch I miss teams it so that, bad. I'm gonna watch teams that I never had any interest in watching. You know, like what's that movie where Channing Tatum, his girl, like gets fucked up in the head and forgets who he is, and he's like, "I just miss you so bad." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> Forget, but that's how I feel with sports. You've been married man. though. You've watched more that, Channing that, Tatum's than me. That's how I feel with sports, man. I just fucking miss sports, dude. Like oh crazy. yeah. Crazy. Thanks. Thank God for the UFC who has another fight card coming up this week with Tyrone Woodley. You know, uh, just. Thank for thankful for what we have been able to watch. The fuck, oh the. Uh, I was gonna bring that the, up. The, we didn't even talk about this. Celebrity golf outing, dude. The match was fucking great, dude. Brady struggling and struggling and struggling. He hits that fucking that crazy shot. That crazy his shot. Pants. <laughs> and, and I felt. I is if people don't know, I do have a daughter on the way. I felt like a dad that day, dude. I took yeah. a fucking. I mowed the grass. Talked about how good it looked. Fell asleep. Woke up. Woke up and watched golf. Grilled grilled steaks. I was like, shit, I'm doing this right. Yeah. But man. It was Peyton Manning's trash talk was fucking hilarious. Oh, he's dude, like, he's great. I'm dude. trying to get. I fucking love Peyton Manning. <laughs> I'm trying to get in Eli or in, in Brady's head. He's like, do I bring Eli? Do I call Bill Belichick? He's like, uh, what about Nick Foles? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, if you need somebody to get your balls, you should bring Gronk. He does everything you want him to do anyway. Like <laughs> yeah. that shit was great. Yeah, it was all that. And, that couldn't have been more perfect than than picking those two. To yeah. play with, you know, Tiger and Phil. And Peyton was clutch on the dude, back Dude, Peyton nine, is dude. a good golfer, man. <laughs> yeah, he he's is. got he's got a nice swing. I thought I was going to be like, all right, you know, they're going to play golf about like I yeah. do. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. they're just fucking athletes. Yeah, you got, they caught Tom Brady on an off day, and that's golf. Yeah. And they, Golf's fun, man. I'm ready to go golfing. 
dude, let's go. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, I got, so, I got the clubs so on the So that that, you know, obviously UFC's staying intact. They're already back. Um, we got some golf. We're going to get, I think, normal golf back soon. NASCAR's back for anyone who watches that. Uh, I can't get into it. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I've, I used to be really into NASCAR when there was Earnhardt. Went from Earnhardt to Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt Jr. retired. I've not watched one race since Earnhardt Jr. retired. It's just hard for me. It's like, I'm going to watch these dudes drive left. Just show me the highlights of the crash on Sports <laughs> Center. Like, sorry. You know, so it looks like we're getting baseball back in July as well. So, wow. We'll that is actually. Well, yeah, that, that comes down to the players because there's a big disagreement on the money and, and how that's going to go. Um, but it, I think something gets done. I think baseball's back in July. Yeah, baseball's not going to yeah. go anywhere. It makes I, too much money. I think baseball's back in July. NBA's back in July. And that's going to be enough to hold us over until college football and NFL comes back up. And like we said, hopefully there's there's fans in the stands. I, I just I can't wait, man. And that's a that's uh, that's leading us into our listener questions that we were going to end with. Um, Shannon Banger um, recently earned a top fan badge. So shout out to him. Um you know, yeah, he's, he talked about some of the names still floating around the NFL. The Cowboys that we hit fan. On. He, yeah. he, well, he's an even bigger Ohio State fan because whatever, wherever the Ohio State guys are, that's where that's where he likes. And bang, dude, don't pay Dak that money. We already talked. What about was it the last question? Week. What was the question? But he said, um, "The MLB half season, half pay, and the minor leaguers." Uh, and and he talked about sports without fans in the stands. So yeah, the the NF, the, the MLB and the players. And the Players Association and the MLB are arguing because they want like an 82 game season with with deeper salary cuts yeah. than um, you know the because right now it would be a prorated version. We're going to take your salary divided by 162 games. That's how much a game. Okay, we're playing 82. You get yeah. that times 82, which sounds but fair to me. But baseball the, wants them to do the, more. What the players are saying, what the players are saying is, hey, we're the ones out there risking our health. You know, obviously they're going to use the. Oh, uh, yeah, COVID nineteen really, yeah. their advantage, and and they have to, um, to get more money. I mean, they they want to get as much money as possible, even though they already make millions. So we'll see how that plays out. My thing on that is, the MLB can fucking pay these guys, man. They could pay them their full salaries. <clears throat> I know that they've lost money, they've lost revenue, and there's no doubt in my mind that you know it's been a hit but these are professional sports franchises that are worth billions and billions of dollars you've been charging people eight dollars for a fucking beer for 20 years Fuck eight dollars for a fucking hot dog like twelve dollars for a beer no shit so you've been you've been charging people fucking eight nine dollars for a beer but you can't pay the fucking players now because you're having a one year where you're not making as much money get the fuck out of here play, right. pay them and play the game right yeah that's I'm, my thought on i'm i'm with you i and that's going to get figured out. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know I'll take base, and I'm not a huge baseball fan. I would rather go watch the the the, uh, the in our area the post team, the Minesburg kids. Yeah, I'd rather go yeah. watch them play than go to an MLB game, just because until youth the playoffs, baseball is fun as shit. Yeah, youth youth, youth baseball is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as as the the uh, um, you know the MLB, when it gets to the playoffs, it gets fun. Yeah, yeah, I always watch. Through the season is just too much for yeah, me, I, but I understand why there are so many games. Kinda, but it's like okay, we lost, man. Fuck, we only got 161 chances to get it right. It's like oh, slow down. But I do like to go to a Reds game or two every now and then. You know, once or twice a year, I'll go down there. You know, I got a Reds jersey and shit. I'll throw it on, go down there, watch a couple games in person, get the ballpark atmosphere. That's fun, but I can't. I'm not a guy that can. I, I support the Reds as a baseball team, but I, I'm not a guy that can be like, I got to be home by 730 to watch this Reds game in right. you know, mid-May. 
It's like, yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not, I don't miss Bengals now. Now I'm like that with, you know, football, you know. Oh yeah. My family knows. Don't ask me to do shit on Sundays. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's people out there like that with baseball and and I get it just because it's a love of the sport. Um, but yeah, like you said, 162 games. I just, I can't get into it like that until, until it comes postseason time yeah i typically like to go in the reds play the cardinals because they're kind of like rivals and shit that's about it but i mean if you told me that the mlb was going to be back on tv tomorrow night i'd probably be watching the fucking reds too because it's sports but yeah absolutely the the excitement of the world series the all-star game can be pretty fun sometimes too so but man it's just you just i I appreciate all sports more now yeah i'll give it like they always say you know you don't you don't realize how much you miss something until you don't have anymore so and the nhl scrapped their regular season and they're gonna go straight into the playoffs and if that's the first thing that comes back i'm probably gonna watch some hockey you (laughs) know what i mean i'll 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 have to pick a hockey team um so that'll be good what else did bang say on that was that Um, it that was it for him um troy krigler um this is actually one that that i liked a lot fantasy football early sleeper Big name bust, and the next MVP. Oh. I think he means the next MVP of the league. Okay, yeah. So if he's talking about the next MVP of the league, I'm. I mean, it was Lamar last year. I'm going back to Pat Mahomes. I think yeah, that's who I would say. I think. I mean, I, and I and I don't mean to sound boring. Yeah, but it is what it is. <laughs> I don't fucking mean to, Pat Mahomes. I don't mean to sound boring, but I think it's. I, I I'm going with Pat Mahomes. And fantasy football wise, I actually said this in a, in our group chat um, a few days ago. I personally, and maybe I'm maybe I'm a homer. I think. Mixon is a sleeper running back one because he's going to so, in, in a PPR league especially. Yeah, but he's saying he's saying who's going to be the what what's what's the exact question he has on there? Is he, did he say he said fantasy football early sleepers? Oh, big sleeper name bust. Mixon's yeah. not a sleeper. I think he's a sleeper as an RB one. Mm, okay, okay, I'll get I'll fringe. Give you, I'll give you that. Um, who's your bust? That's. Kind of tough. Um, actually, it's not tough. I think he's going to throw a lot of picks this year. Who? Lamar. I don't think he's going to give people what. The, I, I, I don't, you don't know think that. he's going to at least. I don't get, know that. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think he's going to take a step back, but I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to go into fantasy bust. I, mean, I shouldn't have said that. I just like picking on Lamar. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's kind of tough for me to look at. I'd, I'd have to really s- sit down and look at some numbers. Um, cause, and the problem with me when it comes to fantasy is I fucking suck at it. <laughs> um, and I usually stop paying attention to my team and my lineup at like week nine. I usually just like forget that it's on my phone and people will be like, Hey man, why the fuck didn't you put in a tight end this week? I'm like, Oh dude, I don't fucking know. I'm out of it anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I like to play fantasy, but I think I like fantasy drafts more than I like fantasy football. <laughs> oh, I, I love it, man. I, I like daily fantasy better. I like, I like the DraftKings, the FanDuel. I, I like that better than a whole season. Right. Um, I would say my bust, I'm going to have to go with uh, – I think teams are going to go high on Austin Eckler. I could see that. I, I just – without Rivers there, without Melvin Gordon there, I think teams are going to creep the box a little bit more, especially on Tyrod, or yeah. especially if you know the rookie comes in. So I'm going to probably stay away from Austin Eckler. That that makes sense because I think Eckler. Don't get me wrong; he's he's a, he's a nice running back, but I think he always benefited from having Melvin Gordon there. I, well, I, but as he a had lead his be, back, but, but he had his best part when Melvin went there. That's why that is why Melvin Gordon Gordon is no longer yeah because they the trusted Chargers, Eckler. So well, much. Eckler balled out. That's true. Um, God, I, I don't want to. 
All right, Troy, here's what, here's what I'm going to give you. And I'm not so sure that this is going to be a sleeper. I'm going to say this. Nick Chubb, and I'm going to be a homer here, Nick Chubb is going to be the second best fantasy football player. Ooh. So he's going to – I got him above Pat Mahomes. I got I got him above Lamar Jackson. I got him above Derrick Henry. That makes sense I because got, of position. I got Christian McCaffrey one, and I got Nick Chubb two. I don't so think I'd that, argue I would that. say that that's right. Would that be a surprise for him? Yeah, I would. I mean, so if, Troy, what if, I'm saying if Chubb's is Chubb's the second best. Troy, we're in we are football. in two fantasy football leagues together. So what I'm saying is, if I get the second pick and Christian McCaffrey's off the table, I'm taking Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, and I say that loving Derrick Henry this well this year as well. Yeah, too. but I, I, I'm still I'm still on the side of of Nick Chubb should have been the rushing title champ last well, year. Well, yeah, he should have. Freddie just didn't give him the ball yeah. in the second half, and 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 he just got a so, 20, 20 million times more better coach that runs the Kyle runs Shanahan the run block scheme, and you seen what he did with Dalvin Cook last year. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Nick Chubb is the best fantasy football running back. Or player, not just running back, fantasy football player outside of only Christian McCaffrey. My sleeper is Jonathan Taylor as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was one of the – he wasn't the first running back taken. Um, I, I don't think – I thought your sleeper was Mixon. Well, I, I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking you, you were kind of right there. He, is he really is, I, I, maybe a sleeper as an RB1, but – I'm going to go to a person that, that you may not see a lot, may not see drafted super high, that I think can come in and be very good. I'll go with Taylor. I think you know that Mixon's going to give you a good fantasy year, so I guess that's not a sleeper. So so my my no, you know, nobody's talking about him, thinking about him guy would be Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor coming in with I Rivers like that one. I like Indy that one, yep. And with a good line. Yep, so I'm staying away from Eckler and going with um, Chubb as high as second. And you are saying no to – who are you saying no to? I, I wanted to say Lamar, but – Okay. So you're saying no to Lamar and going with Mixon and Jonathan Taylor. And that – it's loose. It's loose on on Lamar. But I'll tell you who I'll stay away from on the same team. I'll stay away from Mark Ingram because I think J.K. I'm Dobbins not. is going to get in there a lot. I, I, I'm not. I, I think that's just running back by committee. Yeah, but he's kind of long in the tooth. I think I think J.K. Dobbins, who I've said I thought was the best running back in the draft, yeah, even I, though he went to a shitty I just, school. That's, dude, they're going to have 300 rushing yards. It wouldn't surprise me if Lamar got 100, J.K. got 100, <laughs> and fucking Ingram got 100. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. What's the next question? Uh, the next question that I saw was uh, from our buddy D.C. Fortson. He, um, he asked this. And he said, will Andy Dalton start for the Cowboys this year? Was there more to that question? Um, well, yeah, it's kind of a two-part. Um, do you think Andy Dalton will start for the Cowboys this year? He actually asked three questions here. So, And then he said, do you think Dak is being smart about the whole contract situation? And I think absolutely not. All right, let's start there. Let's start with Dak. I've been actually wanting to talk about Dak. I think that Dak I, – I think this. I think Dak is playing with fire. Yes. I think I heard that they he turned down 110 million guaranteed, <laughs> 175 million contract. Oh, that's If I'm the Cowboys and Jerry Jones has been known to do this to just pull the rug and just be done with you. Yeah, that's not good enough fuck pull off. Pull the fucking rug because listen, he will not and I repeat, he will not 
see an offer like that from anyone. anybody. What anyone. the fuck is his agent thinking? What the fuck is Jerry Jones thinking? You're about to throw your whole fucking franchise that has a great team down over a average quarterback. And, and there's all like, well, look at these numbers, look at these numbers, but look at his numbers against good defenses. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah it's just they have a shitty. And division. Me and you agree with this. You know, a lot of people are stat people. Me and you are, you got to pass the fucking eye test. We us. had a fucking long argument about that the other day in the group chat. Yeah, and, and we. <laughs> There's more to it. And, and Yeah, I mean, there was a couple things there. And we, it's more to us than stats. You can't go beat a bad team and they're bad and you go for 400 yards and you throw five touchdowns. And then you go against a good defense. You have 112 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because to so if you pay, if you played. 11 bad teams and five good teams, and you finish 11-5 with a playoff, that doesn't make you a good quarterback. Yeah, no, it means you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Right. So I think that there's obviously more to that argument, but I think that Dak is not worth the money because he he doesn't show up against the good teams. Yeah, his agent is fucking leading him astray. Um, with that being said, Barring injury, I don't think Andy Dalton starts for the Cowboys this no, year. Because I, I think, think that, that the Jerry, deal gets done. I think that the deal gets done. Unfortunately, Jerry's too loyal I, in that regard. If I had a if I had a second team, you know, if something were to ever happen to the Browns again, God forbid, I, I'm big on the Colts and I also like the Cowboys. I'm just that's how it's always been. Um, so, I mean, I I much rather think they should go with with Andy. I think that's I think it'd be the play. I think he's I think he's like like we said, he's not thirty five million dollars. Worse than Dak Prescott, that's for damn sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so that part of the question, no, I don't think Andy's going to start because I think a deal with Dak gets done. And, yes, I think the Cowboys re- are going to regret yes. what they're offering Dak. And was there another que- part of that Andy question? Andy should start. <laughs> Did, I mean, all things considered, I think All things considered, yes. If you put them, if you have no money and you put them side by side, I'll pick Dak. Well, yeah, because he can run better. Yeah, so. um, and the last part of DC's question was, um, the thoughts on the Silva versus McGregor fight. That oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. Today. Um, That's not going to be Connor's next fight, right? He's going to have some. Listen, fights and, I, and in his prime, Anderson Silva is a is one of the best best UFC fighters to ever. I, yeah. I think he's behind John Jones. I have him. I have him second. So I I go John Jones the greatest, um, Silva second, and George St Pierre third. That's fair. Um. Listen, Anderson Silva's past his prime. Listen again. Anderson Silva got knocked out by Chris Weidman. Yeah, he did. If you think Chris Weidman is going to knock Silva out, imagine what Conor McGregor would do. Conor's going to knock him out Conor McGregor would KO him in the first round. Quickly. And mark my words, Conor would beat him in the first round. I don't know why Conor's doing it. Oh, dude, there would be so much money for that fight. Well, yeah, I guess Conor's a businessman. I, but there's no way that's his next fight, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, you got it makes you wonder. I mean, you got Khabib and fucking Gagey wait, waiting, and if he wants the winner of that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that fight. But yeah, but if I mean, if that fight were to happen, I got Connor KO first round. Like I'm not even, I'm not even sure I'd spend the sixty sixty five bucks to watch it. They would, they would, they would have to put another couple good fights on there because that's one thing that that we'll see with UFC. I'm like, paying yeah, for anything a- with Connor. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, I, I just am, but yeah, I mean, they, I would hope they would put some more good fights on it. It's almost like UFC 250. It's a real good card. You got um, um, O'Malley on there. 
Um, and then it's but it's headlined by Amanda Nunez and what our, bu- our good buddy Chris, who we take a lot of the UFC from, said Amanda Nunez to me can't really highlight a card. They almost needed two title fights or another big fight because you know nobody's gonna yeah. beat them. I mean, Nunez. with it being the only thing going on, I'm sure we will get somewhere and watch it. Um, it, it just, uh, well, we call certain fights fricker fights, right? You exactly. know, some fights we buy at our house and yep. do it up. Sometimes we and just unfortunately, go to we, don't, we don't have frickers right now. What we do, we, just back, can't, baby. we, we can't go in there and watch the pay-per-views. They're not allowing people. Uh, yeah, they're not allowing people at the bars to watch the fights. Oh, I thought that they were back open here in Ohio and you could go inside and eat and all that. You can go inside and eat, but they're still not having the fights. Oh, cause it would get overcrowded. Exactly. Fuckers. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, we'll still watch it. I just don't think it's a great card like 249 was. Yeah, so uh, that that's good. But, yeah, I think I think Connor knocks him out pretty quick. I do, too. Um, I agree. Just, you know, oh, seems like a fight that maybe should have happened a few years ago. Um, but that is um, – that's actually all we have today. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, sorry we missed out next week. We got some upgraded equipment in here. We're looking real nice and professional. Um, so thanks for tuning in to us, guys. Get with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, and we'll be back next week. Locker Room Talk Uncut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.